Welcome beautiful people to the Don't Panic podcast. This is a podcast that takes you on a journey through the eyes of the creatives here in Scotland. Join me, Lucy, as I sit down with friends, family, creatives and industry professionals to discuss the complexities of being a creative person living right here in Scotland. From childhood to adulthood, career to personal passions and current events to mental health, We'll be diving deep into the ups and downs of being a Scottish creative with plenty of laughs and inspiration along the way. So sit back, relax, learn and relate as we explore all aspects of Scottish life, one conversation at a time. So hi guys. Hi. Welcome. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. We've got Shona and Jenny here, so I'm going to do a little bit of an intro for you both. (laughs) <laughs> get ready to cringe <laughs> okay so joining us on the podcast today is Shona and Jenny two incredible women who are making waves in the fashion and design scene in Glasgow first up we have the talented Shona the mastermind behind Shobi Scribbles if you're a fan of hand-drawn illustration unique homeware customized clothing and accessories with sustainability in mind then you're in for a treat Shona's brand captures the essence of nostalgia taking us back to the glorious days of Furbies, Mr Blobby and Care Bears Prepare to be transported to the noughties with a delightful touch of spookiness. And Jenny, the creative force behind Pure Barkin, a sustainable Scottish brand based in Paisley. Pure Barkin combines expertly designed textile prints with quality garments, all designed by Jenny and manufactured in-house or by other female Scottish creatives. With a focus on slow fashion and a commitment to inclusivity, Jenny's designs are vibrant, are a vibrant blend of pink, punk and sustainability. Embracing individuality and style, Jenny brings a fresh and unique perspective to the fashion world. But their talents don't stop there. Shona and Jenny, along with Kennedy Design and Violet Vintage, form Clique Glasgow. Lodged in 2023, Clique is a community for sustainable Scottish design. Join us as we discover the world of Shobie Scribbles and Pure Barkin and their exciting new project, Clique Glasgow. Get ready to be inspired and entertained by these remarkable women who are leaving their mark on the Scottish fashion scene. Welcome! Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for being a part of this. So the first thing that we do is sharing a personal quote or a phrase, a life mantra that either of you have that keeps you going. Do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay, so mine isn't like a a quote from one of my college lectures. So basically I was definitely known for having a bit of a meltdown at college <laughs> and a bit of a cry and I think it was when I was finishing my graded unit I had a huge meltdown about it the day before and mm-hmm. I was back the next day still trying to finish it and uh, one of my lecturers Leslie Ann was like Jennifer we had the tears yesterday mm-hmm. let's just get it finished today and now anytime I'm about to have a wee wobble that's just what I think about it. I love that <laughs> you just say that's good yeah, yeah so that's me I like that mine is just stuff simple remember why you started I did it as a wee print as well with different mm-hmm. colours but it just keeps me grounded remembering the reason I do show me stubbles is just to give joy to people and draw yeah. things that I like and just have my kind of is to have little speak my truth and stuff just through my illustrations so it's just like to keep me around to remember yeah remember why you started <laughs> simple yeah absolutely and it's good to remind yourself of these things yeah. and yeah like you said keep yourself grounded with it because it can get stressful yeah <laughs> running, your, running your own business you've got to always remember why you're doing it or if you don't if you don't come back to that then you'll just lose your summer yeah. off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. But what we're gonna go into first is 
We're going to talk a little bit about your backgrounds, but uh, we're going to dive into kind of childhood. Oh, I think I was like far too confident as a child, like very bossy, very, <laughs> yeah, opinion. I used to get called loud, well. like, yeah. Oh my God, I love um, it. <laughs> so we, me and Shona on the way over here, we were talking, Shona said something that I used to do drama there, and I was like, oh, it doesn't yeah. surprise me at all when you've done drama yeah, yeah. when you're going to, I had I was in Pace Youth Theatre as well when I was oh, like younger. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, and then I think as I got a little bit older and started high school, I just like totally flipped and I was so shy, yeah. so closed in. I think like when I was younger in primary school, I was like really confident. And then as I started to get older, I was like, yeah, really shy, really anxious. Didn't really like leaving the house. Like I was just like a totally different person. Place, school, yeah, school was a really bad time. Like high school was a really bad time. Yeah, like, I dropped out of high school, like I didn't finish. Oh, did you? Yeah, so like I, let me think. So I did first, second, third. So I did first, second, third year. I was in fourth year, but I was barely in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not going to finish this. I'm not. I managed to finish my exams. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, I'll do fifth year. Because I got into all my higher stuff. So I wanted to do my higher art. I wanted to yeah, do it. Yeah. So I started that. And then I just went through like a period of two to three months where I like basically didn't leave the house. So mm-hmm. I didn't go into school. I wasn't really going out. I had to have like a home link worker that would come from the school mm-hmm. to my house to basically try and get me out of my bedroom and would take me to a school and it just yeah. wouldn't happen. So like sometimes I wouldn't leave the house. Sometimes she would take me to a coffee shop like near the school. So it was like, mm-hmm. oh, you got a little bit closer mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but then it just got to a point where I was like, I'm clearly not going to do yeah, my hires. Yeah. Like I'll just drop out. So that was the best thing I've ever done. No, just not to force myself through it and actually to leave the situation. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because I think there's somehow a pressure to like... I think it's to kind of pull yourself together and get through yeah, it. But like yeah. sometimes that's not the right thing. Like sometimes, sometimes that's more harmful. Yeah, sometimes you have to just remove yourself from it. Like yeah, yeah. Was that a social situation or like from an educational standpoint? You weren't, you didn't enjoy school. Or um, it was a lot to do with my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, a few things going on in the backgrounds, like when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, that I didn't even really deal with till the last couple of years. Like yeah. yeah went to like trauma therapy and stuff and that was massive but like, I wasn't like when I was younger I didn't even really know what it was and no. like so you don't you know what's going on your head because my mum was like are you getting bullied Does that, and I was like no like I couldn't actually pinpoint what right. the issue was and when I was going through school um just like hindsight yeah know. exactly now as an adult when I've actually dealt with it and I've mm-hmm. like worked through all these things I'm like oh yeah. like that makes sense <laughs> yeah of course so would that have been like 16 yeah so I left school so it all started around the time I was probably 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And then I was out of school by the time I was at 17 because I was in college right. when I was 17, definitely. Um, my me- like my memories are still like, really foggy of like, um, back to it. But. <laughs> I think when you're doing like, podcasts and stuff like this, it's only when you talk about it that you realise patterns or like you realise. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I'm like that with like, adulthood as well. Yeah. Like, oh, well, that's obviously why I'm like this because yeah. of that in childhood. Yeah. Like, how old are you guys? I'm 26. Wait, that's 30. 30. 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm 31. Mm-hmm. I started going to therapy this year, or last the end of last year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's you spend your 30s 
fixing what yeah, happened in your totally. 20s and your chances. Yeah, this is actually, I was talking to Jenny and Lena from Violet Vintage um, mm-hmm. about this and like I've not actually been to proper like trauma therapy yeah. and I think I would really benefit from it. You were yeah. saying that as well. So like, we were talking about the difference between CBT where you're going to like yeah, right. mechanisms mm-hmm. or going to deal with the counselling therapy where you're maybe going to dive right into like yeah. your whole what life. Scares me. Yeah. So I'm like what's it going to bring up? But it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's so good though. Yeah, like, it's it's like, hard yeah. but it's so worth it. Yeah. It's so worth it. You must feel like a weight lifted. And what about you as a child? I'm a child. Um, I have an older sister. She's four years older. But mm-hmm. I um, basically probably got brought up by my mum and her. I just mm-hmm. it's always like when I'm talking about things, I'm like, oh, my mum and my sister, rather than my mum and dad. Because my right. dad passed away when I was five, I think. Oh, Sorry. No, it's okay. Usually I don't really bring up. First thing, but um, <laughs> I'll just die in at 11 in the morning. morning. <laughs> and I'm like, right, guys, let's get out of here coffee. But no, that is probably, I think it didn't affect me, but now in adult life, as I was saying, it probably did. But yeah, no, I had a good upbringing. My mum did her best and then she met her partner, Bill, who's literally probably not a stepdad, but that kind of father figure for yeah. me, um, which is good. But I've always had like a really close like relationship with my sister as well and I think she is also a Capricorn like me but she's January and I'm December like I'm right more in the cusp yeah but she's like proper Capricorn so she keeps me in line like she's almost like that kind of authority figure as well mm-hmm. like which is good and my best friend but um yeah I'd say I'd had a pretty normal childhood apart mm-hmm. from that kind of happening early in life yeah um, and I'm like quite close to my mum as well but as a child, my mum always said that I would do everything that my sister said and then one day I turned around and I was like, no, and my sister, what? But yeah, no, I was just a normal wee kid, maybe. Yeah. Probably not now. <laughs> maybe not normal. I've always been quirky, actually. I can't say I was normal, but yeah. um, I just remember always being like creative when I was younger and I think, as Jenny was saying earlier, I wanted to be like an actress initially and did higher drama, but also did higher art. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always been quite creative, like my mum took me to like paper making classes at tramway when I was younger and all that like and yeah. I did like my acting classes and stuff but then I think when you're in school like what Jenny was saying like I did become a bit more self-conscious and mm-hmm. stuff in like fifth or sixth year so I went more down like the art route than drama yeah um, and then I remember my art teacher like going through like my I think I was doing a portfolio for college and she showed me like she was making like a skirt with me and that's what like grew my love for textiles and stuff and then it just snowballed from there I did two years at Donald College and then three years at uni in Aberdeen Hingray's School of Art and then after that what did I do was working in retail and top shop and I also did Oddly Normal which was like my first fashion brand um, and then obviously stopped that worked in the industry and then never do show me sales, but yeah. <laughs> you're like taking you all the way up. I know, you're past production. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I was gonna I was gonna say, like, when did you realise that you had creative streaks? Was there anything specific that you were into as a child that sparked the creativity? I think drawing and painting. Yeah. I don't think there was a pin pivotal moment. Well, my grandpa used to draw. So like mm-hmm. I used to sit like at my grandpa's like, at the dining table with my draw yeah, with him. Right. That was like he's probably the only person I can think of my family that was creative like in that way. Mm-hmm. Um and then in school I wanted to be an artist, but then yeah. I kinda I probably from teachers and yeah. people around me got drilled in my head, that's not a job, that's not something. Yeah. So then yeah. I was like, fine, I'll be a vet. Yeah, you pushed <laughs> Yeah, then I was like really? I guess I was like, oh, I'm going to be a vet. This is totally what I'm going to do. And then 
get to high school, realise I'm absolutely awful at science, like, I can't do it, then the kind of realisation of having to put, like, animals down, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do that either. But when I was in high school is when I got way more into art and design and I realised it wasn't really art I liked, it was, like, the design process I was Mm -hmm. way more into. Yeah. I was like, oh, I definitely want to go do in design. I don't know if it's graphics or fashion or what, but it's, like, it's definitely something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I remember, like... I can't even remember how the grades were. It was like a one to one to yeah. Which mm-hmm. was like, so they were actually going to put me in general instead of higher yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and I was sure. like, oh, but I've got a one two, and I want to go into art and science to put me in higher art. And then I ended up dropping my family. With that anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel, I feel like it's always something yeah. I wanted to do. I remember I went to Ralston Primary and we did um, an eco fashion show and I won, so right? So cute. Yeah. <laughs> my brand was called Dead Gorgeous. And, <laughs> and I had my two friends How model cute. and I made outfits out of bin bags and like newspaper and like old tartan wrapping paper that I had. And I don't know, oh, I can remember it so clearly. And I had like black eyeshadow all over them and I made them like crawl out. And it was really funny, and I won, and I ended up at the Paisley Express. <laughs> I just love that so much. Um, so I did that, and then, well, once I dropped out of school, I'd done a little art course. Mm-hmm. Then I ended up doing fashion merchandise and at Set of Glass. That's how I ended up actually finally finding yeah. my way into it. Yeah. It's such a common thing when I've been talking to people about this, but how much you're pushed to not go down oh, yeah. that road yeah. in school. I got told to be a teacher and I was like, oh. Yeah, they're like, oh, you like art? You can be an art teacher. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, is there not anything else? Yeah. Like it's part of you. So to try and push it away yeah. is so unhelpful. Yeah. Um, and just takes you longer to get to the point that you want to be. Yeah. yeah. It's became more acceptable now because yeah. I think schools and stuff are realising like you can't just picture like whole career. Like oh, six year. yeah. yeah. Like you're going to change it or you're going to drop out or change and do something more uh-huh. creative. If you want a creative path, you're going to find it, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think taking a year out or two is, like what is so important as yeah. well. I think the push to jump into uni when it's yeah. you really don't know what you want. Yeah, I'm so glad so you college first. Same, same. Like, yeah. See, when, because I've done, what? a few years at college and then into uni and when I went into uni I was like oh, if I came straight here from school I would not have coats yeah. I would not have yeah. coats absolutely we realised we obviously didn't know each other until last year yeah. which is nuts mm-hmm. but now you're like one of my best selves <laughs> but um, the, we had the same like lecturers about different yeah. points and like right it's just funny. So, so what college did you go to? Cardone. 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 Glasgow, Cardone. Glasgow Play. So I went to City of Glasgow and I went to Cardone. Yeah. I went to Reed County as well. I've been all over You've the place. Yeah. College I was talking with Kirsty last night and you went to college with... Yeah, so this is a weird link. Well, this was like years ago when I just finished school. It was like my HND and Kirsty was there. But then the reason that I found Jenny at Pure Bargain was through Kirsty sharing my story. <laughs> and then we asked Kirsty oh, to do our logo. Yeah. But I'd, so yeah, like, but I didn't properly meet Kirsty at college. It was really interesting. One of my friends at the time, Naomi, was doing graphic design at college mm. with Kirsty. Right. And they were friends. So I knew all of Kirsty, but I hadn't met her. And at the time, I worked in paper chase and Kirsty works in Starbucks at yeah. Silverburn. Yeah. And I was going to get like my old latte from Kirsty, but didn't speak to her ever. Oh, right. With, like, I think it was one of those awkward you know of someone, but right. you are like, oh, I don't know you. Know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that was so like fine. that whole exchange. <laughs> well, yeah, I know I found Joe through Kirsty yeah. as well. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's all Kirsty. I know, it's like, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> like, <laugh
uh, recorded the podcast last night, I'm not surprised you went to college or seen her because yeah. she was in education for ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she she was like did like multiple college degrees and yeah. I was like, yeah. that's the thing. Well, she's probably just trying to find the thing that she wants to do. She's yeah. like, oh, maybe textile it wasn't for me. Now she's like thriving doing yeah. graphic mm-hmm. design. Like her work. It definitely takes time to find right because that's like what you were saying. Didn't know what textiles was. Like, yeah, because I think I always thought I wanted to going to fashion design yeah, yeah. because like I liked designing what was on the stuff yeah uh-huh. and then when I actually went to college I was like oh that's not fashion then that's a whole other yeah. yeah. text thing that's my yeah. Yeah. Of. like I didn't know that yeah. like te- I didn't know a textile yeah. kind of designer was more job. mathematical yeah and yeah. that's not me as well yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, textile more creative than that yeah. Yeah. yeah so did you specialise in anything? Yeah, so I specialised in print design. So did I. So did I. Yeah, I was digital print. No, no I was I didn't do screen. Mine was just called print. Print. Like, so what, where did you go from? Harriet Watts, so Gala Shields. So did I. Oh. But mine was just fashion, like uh, design for print. Mine's was design for textiles. And we you were able to specialise in either print, knitting or weaving yeah but so then with in print you could then choose between digital or screen oh, yeah but yeah. it's such a cool skill oh yeah love like it. I, I love screen printing <laughs> but no when i did it it was so it was designed for textile like fashion textiles yeah. and you could specialize in print we were not but mine just says specialized in print on my degree so right. it's not like digital print or it's not mm. actually that's just a little different i don't know what my what I would say. Mine just says print, but I definitely did. I graduated during COVID, so. Oh, yeah. God. Everything changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything oh, changed. So I was living in Gala Shields, and then, like. Where did you live? <laughs> in, right did. down the road from the uni. So, like, oh, okay. literally. Did you stay there? Did yeah, you? we were in uh, Channel House on Channel Street. I know exactly some of my friends stayed there. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you walk over the little bridge? Yeah. We were the flats right. Oh, okay. Out, so, we were those little flats, and so we were like a two second walk. That was great, whatever. But basically, we weren't like paying a TV license. We weren't watching TV. Oh, we were like, a TV exactly. We were just like Netflix and doing yeah, yeah. I had no concept of what was going on at yeah. the time. And then I remember going into one of uni weather days and a boy that I was going to uni with, he was Italian. So it was, it, COVID totally hit like Italy at that point. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. And he was got a mask and gloves on. And I was like, God, oh, what's going yeah. on? Oh, like, oh, he's just been down like, in the print room or whatever. Yeah. And then my mum was like texting me, well, I think all the schools and the unis are going to shut soon. And I was like, what's why? Like, why would that happen? I don't believe it. And then next thing I know, we're like texting our landlord, being like, bye, and like packing up our flat. And I had to finish it from home. And it was crazy. You never got to have your like degree show. Didn't get a degree show. Didn't get a, yeah, didn't get I honestly felt so much for me in education. It's like, I yeah. just felt so bad. Like, all the like 18 year olds not very and have their like student nights and all that as well. Freshers it's week and like all that song. It's not so like bleak because I. <laughs> it was so bleak because I, as well see because I'd had I felt like I'd had such a horrible road to finally get to uni yeah. and then to not even get to do my graduation yeah. I get my degree show. Like, it was just like really deflating. Like my mum and dad put on a little. Um, Graduation in my garden for me. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. so nice. That was really sweet. Yeah. So they did that, but um, you've been through it. But yeah. <laughs> it makes you like realize how what we're doing now. Yeah, it's all yeah. Events and all the events and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying like yeah, yeah, it all now. I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. It's worked out. Yeah, definitely. And 
You what you need to do? So I went to Grace. Grace, yeah, apart. just in Aberdeen. It was good. I liked how old fashioned and stuff it was. And we did the. I think it's changed now, but we did the fashion and textiles course. So it was like half of the year we're in doing manufacturing and half we're in textiles. But mm. you, when you did textiles, you could design just for textiles, or you could do it for fashion. Yeah, so I ended up making my garments as well, but. I think you're always taught to do baggy pieces to show off the textile. Okay. But I feel like you could probably do both nowadays. You can make lovely bodices and like yeah, of course. stuff like that. Um, but I just did baggy kind of streetwear. It's kind of what I like just now as well. But like baggy jumpers and I do embroidery and puff and mm-hmm. print and stuff into mm-hmm. them. And I still use them just now. Like I use some of them. Because I hadn't done my textile bodily normal stuff for a while. So when I did Nostalgia Land, I actually put some of the pieces from that in it as mm-hmm. well. And kind of did a wee mashup. But love that. Yeah, no, I liked it as a course. But I think part of me is I think wishes I went to gala as well. Because it's like known for being like so good. But I'd only ever applied for Glasgow and Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to apply for three down south and I was like, wait a minute, I can't afford this. Yeah. <laughs> I probably retracted them, but I was just lucky I got into Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, it's good yeah. that you got to do some like fashion construction because yeah. that wasn't that thing yeah, that we were had to do, to do like to do, yeah. courses and that. And then what you were saying about knit and weave, we had mm-hmm. to all practice that. So I did like my HND and usually you'd get into third year, but I went into second year. Did you stay in the halls? No, because you went into. Yeah, we went. Second, we stayed yeah. in student accommodation, so it was the whole spring garden. Crash. Yeah, we had it. We stayed. The curtains are terrific in the room. Oh. But I did like that you have a wee sink in your room. Actually. <laughs> but, uh, nice. I don't know. But we. Bonus. I know. But we were in the halls, like the student accommodation, uh, for the first two years, and then the next year we just had that little cottage flat kind of situation yeah. near, near uni. But nice. Yeah. It's just. It feels like a lifetime ago because I graduated in 2015. But yeah, yeah, I did like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That was all you had to think about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be cool to go back and use all the facilities again. Yeah, yeah. Like, that oh would be amazing. I have a good appreciation. That's so much more now. Yeah, yeah. the same room I did not get like, and now I'm like, why? Yeah, I don't see just having that. <laughs> things now. I could have done. Yeah, yeah. Like, exposing screens. Yeah. Oh, well, I think like, I went straight into third year. So when I got there, it was like, I went in with quite a few of my friends that had done the same college course with me, and you're going into a class that's already had two years yeah. together, and they all know each other. Yeah, it's yeah. Quite so difficult. it was quite like, I felt like uncomfortable going mm-hmm. in it myself to expose a screen because we didn't do that at Kudalama College. The first time I'd ever done it was at that uni, right. as a third year, where people yeah. had been doing it for the yeah. years before. And I was like, oh, I'm nervous. So I just avoided it. I think that's why I did a lot of digital print. So, so at what point did you want to start your own brand? Ooh. Probably right. Probably when I was in uni. Yeah, I was still thinking about it then, like third year and stuff. We had like guest talkers, like Ruby from Dreamland came, and I done I done like a few like internships and stuff, and um, I've got experience. I'd say that's like the most invaluable thing you can do. But yeah, just seeing other people do it made me want to do it, and I always kind of knew that I wanted my own business. So then obviously that oddly normal, and then I stopped doing it, and then now I'm doing Shelby Scribbles because I like to think Shelby Scribbles is like the like commercial big sister totally normal yeah oddly normal was very niche and it was only right. t-shirts and like streetwear and it was good like i got sales and stuff but i just feel like doing all that myself while i was at top shop and stuff just wasn't working so yeah then it took me working in the industry and then having that kind of hunger to do something again yeah and then i'm like showbiz scribbles is just i can do that on prints jackets clothing as well like it's just opened up yeah like more for me. The location was that taken into consideration at all? Because for me, I felt at uni that uh, you were pushed to 
your option was to go to London yeah. and that was it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to go to London. I yeah. want to stay in Scotland. It is, it is hard because like mm. in London, even if you're just looking for a job in the industry, there's so many more creative ones like yeah out there. And it's like yeah. a bit depressing because in Scotland, you're like working on mm. it's just much narrower. Yeah. But I think the main thing that like Jenny thinks as well is like we want to make it more of a industry up here and not exactly. move to London and, and show what Scotland has. Have and our own thing. Yeah. yeah. That's why we so There's so much of it. There's so yeah. much so much yeah. creative yeah. out here that yeah. it's yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a shame. It just doesn't get Absolutely. seen or it doesn't get taken seriously. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, which is sad, but we'll make it happen. Yeah, that that's the intention of this podcast as well, is to yeah. showcase creatives and actually what is out there because yeah. it does get lost yeah um and i think it's so important because there's so many talented people yeah um, but it's just not showcased as much as in england yeah. mm-hmm. i honestly don't know why yeah <laughs> so we're gonna get to the bottom <laughs> but and sorry for you as well how what did you when did you realize Oh, that you want to start a brand I think probably before you because I think both my parents are self-employed mm-hmm. so like my mum started a charity and my dad's self-employed so I think I'd always had that as like a yeah. that in my head that's yeah. what you do like I went to work for myself so it was probably always in the kind of background um, and I would always do little, little bits and bobs so I always had a little Etsy shop like when I was younger just being daft things I was making like wee bits of jewellery I'd done like random yeah. markets when I was younger as well like I, I definitely always had a kind of entrepreneur yeah like mm-hmm. I wanted to make some money like, yeah, <laughs> yeah on your own accord yeah so I was yeah. like yeah this is what I'm gonna do um, and when I was at college as well before it was even like pure barking or anything it's always that it's always just been the natural yeah. thing for me and mm-hmm. I think yeah, uni was a uni I'd done it was like honors project one, honors project two. So honors project one was where we had made this full brand of like pure bark and it was like a skatewear brand, mm-hmm. and it was like all like animal human hybrid. It was really over the top actually, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, cool, second honors project. I'll continue this, but I'll elevate it, make it more formal wear based. So it was all the concept was it's pure bark and as a brand, and it was like funky suits so you could ride them straight to work and go straight out or mm-hmm. whatever love that um, so that that's where that kind of came from and then covid definitely pushed me into it because graduated during that really couldn't find work after that like i'd yeah. finished uni with a really good degree and i was like cool let's start going the jobs everyone's in london yeah and there's just also nothing because everything's yeah. shut down yeah we're in lockdown mm-hmm. so really struggled to the end of uni i got a first class and i was like here we go gonna get a job Flat in the face of reality. So then I just started putting like my honours project designs on masks and selling them. Mm -hmm. So that was good. That kind of started me off. Then I went back into my job. Just I was a marketing. Also, I just went back into that job for a bit. Then I was like, this isn't what I want to do. And then like my partner Stephen, he ended up getting like a job so I was like cool I'm just gonna leave my work and try and make a go of this and mm-hmm. just you started. just kind of have to do that I just kind of had to yeah. take a job but you have it. to create your own space yeah. yeah I just it was really scary because I just went straight from I'd left my job and then that week that I'd handed my notice I went and viewed a studio space got the keys for it I was mm-hmm. like I've got no idea how I'm gonna pay for this and it just it's so worked yeah. so far yeah. and we'll just keep going and yeah, we'll yeah, go yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was interested in hearing like the pure barking thing so that was actually like a project that you did yeah that was like yeah. a fake brand so the name came about it was actually my friend Erin came up with the name and I'd done an illustration of these kind of like punk dogs that were like holding skateboards and all that yeah. and one of them had 
one of them has a t-shirt on that said pure barking so mm-hmm. then we like put pure barking right. above the illustration yeah. so it was actually just going to be a little design like a little t-shirt design yeah. but mm-hmm. it just kind of evolved I love it it just reminded me because I was like thinking about like oddly normal and stuff because I did um, like Bling and Benefits was my like honours project mm-hmm. my graduate collection and mm-hmm. it was based on poverty and wealth in the UK but initially that started because I was wanting to do like a project on bipolar and like, what was manic depression mm-hmm. and that's like what my dad had and I wanted to do that but then it just became too conceptual and hard to mm-hmm. do so that's why I started looking at polar opposites mm-hmm. so right. it was like my tutor like said why don't you look at like poverty and wealth and that's why it kind of mm. came on to bling and benefits yeah it's just so weird because the initial concept was like yeah so five from that yeah. <laughs> but it was like looking at opposites of things i think i looked up other things i can't even remember mm. what it was but like, the poverty and wealth one kind of stuck with me so i started looking at like homeless people in the uk eh, subcultures like um like neds bams skinheads like, mm-hmm. for the kind of poverty part and then i was looking at currency and wealth and then i was thinking about what fabrics i could use for that like velvets and like jersey and stuff like that and i wanted to do kind of graffiti style prints on it that's kind of what so i did bling methods and then that spiraled on my oddly normal mm-hmm. collection but the oddly normal name just when jenny was talking there it kind of reminded me like the oddly normal name came from something that my dad used to say to my mum. So it all kind of was like full circle. Yeah, nice. It's a quote from, I can't remember where it's from, but it's like, you're strangely strange, but oddly normal. Mm-hmm. And then oh, that came. Yeah, yeah, I just wrote it. I didn't even want it. I was like, oh wait, Jenny just said that. <laughs> and then obviously later on, it's like showbiz scribbles and it's, I still have elements of like oddly normal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I, li- I love to draw like gritty stuff and it does always go back to my grad collection. Just when you were saying yeah, that, I was yeah. like, that actually. Yeah, that's cool. with that as well. Where did Showbiz Scribbles come from? That name. It was just like Showbiz because my name's Show Nibbler, so it was like Showbiz. Oh, that's good. Yeah. my name on like Instagram. I can't change that now ever. <laughs> we'd be like forty, so we'd be like Showbiz Scribbles. <laughs> no, it's because it, it's such a personal brand to me, and I am like the brand in a sense. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just was like, it makes sense to have my name in it. Yeah. For that. Like, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Cool. And what's your favourite part of being a designer? Mine's. Mine's changes because I would have said working for myself and doing my own schedule, but like just being creative and like even meeting other like-minded people. Because I feel since I met like Jenny, Elena, and Fiona, it's just like they inspire and motivate me, and it's mm-hmm. just like having that little collective as well. But also just being creative and being able to draw things that other people like and draw things for myself. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, I would say that I've not really got the perk of being self-employed just now because I do have two jobs, mm-hmm. so I can't really. Like, I can run my own schedule but to the limit because I've yeah. still got my other job Monday, Thursday as well. Four days is, at least yeah. you've got, it's not five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a bit, yeah. But it gives yeah. you a little bit more time. Yeah, for like, I like having the Friday, yeah. that's usually when I go and print with Jenny. Yeah. yeah. Do stuff like this, but yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jenny? I just like being in charge of myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think we spoke about this. She's like, I, I would hate to go back and have somebody tell me what to do. Yes, I hated it when I had it. I wasn't good at it. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely somebody that needs to have control of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see as well when I think when you are doing creative work. So like when I was doing marketing, and if I designed something and someone asked me to change, I'd be like, "But you're wrong, though." Like, yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You don't know what you're talking about. It's like if I get criticism, I'd be like, "That's fine, but it's not right." Like, <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> no. I definitely do always think that yeah. I am right. You are like CEO. <laughs> 
That's good though. You need to know yeah, what you want. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need to be in a kind of leadership thing. So yeah. I'm like, this way I can do yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> really, I think we like mental health. Oh yeah, like, you can yeah. give yourself that time if you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to just not do anything. Well, that's another that. that's self-employed as well. Like I've got borderline personality disorder, similar to bipolar, in a sense of have depressive episodes and euphoric episodes. So okay. it means if there's a few weeks. I'm really down mm-hmm. that's fine because I'll utilise when I'm euphoric and I'm just up for mm-hmm. three days straight or whatever right. I'll get so much work done yeah. I, I couldn't do that if I wasn't working for myself that's been really good because it's, it's it's helped me understand myself better yeah, and yeah. actually make a routine that works for me Yeah, because I can give myself the time I need to so look after right. myself and you like, wouldn't be able to do that yeah, yeah 100% no. so. it's so good you got a diagnosis finally as well after years yeah, I try yeah. and understand it more as well I'd be like okay yeah. that's genuine like, but usually I've got depression anxiety but we usually like ever depressive episodes usually the same oh, oh really you're right away together it actually <laughs> is I'm like Jenny I know, I know. but yeah I know like it's been like it's, it's a really big thing like I'm yeah. really positive actually like to actually know what I'm dealing with and know yeah what to oh there's, there's a lot there's a lot to be said just being diagnosed yeah. and then it's that's a weight off yeah. your shoulders within itself because oh, you're like okay this yeah. makes sense. now I'm like oh, I understand why I'm like this yeah. and what, what's going on in my brain I'm like right I'm just having a bad week yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you know that what you need to look into to, to get help or yeah, advice exactly. or whatever it is you need to do from, from that point within your brand you have a lot of focus on sustainability and inclusivity why is that so important to you? I think I'm always very conscious of the environment. I think mm-hmm. that's just personal life as well. I'm a vegan. I recycle. Everything's really, it's it's always been something mm-hmm. really like passionate about. Yeah. So I think it just makes sense that that translates into yeah. my brand as well. Mm-hmm. I think as well now when you go to study fashion textiles, there's such an emphasis on. Uh, the issues that the fashion industry causes yeah. to the environment, printing as well. Like print is like one yeah. of the worst ones for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really. I like to explore ways that are better mm-hmm. um, for printing. So screen printing is great, but there's so much water wastage in it. Yeah. Um, so that's why I quite I like to do digital print or sublimation print because they're not got the same but water right, waste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sublimation print, especially the it, things don't need steamed after mm-hmm. digital print things do. So right. it's just like looking into ways that don't damage the environment yeah. as much. Yeah. So that's why as well I use a lot of secondhand fabrics and items to print onto as well. So yeah. you're not creating. There's so many vintage garments that are out there that are a little bit damaged that you can just like, fix up and print on and boom, there's a dress and you've not had to create an entire new piece yeah. of yeah. textile for it. So, so you'll pick up items of clothing. I'm selective about what it is. So uh, like vintage slip dresses and like skirts, slips like that, yeah. I'll take yeah. all the time because they tend so to have a little bit of nylon or elastin or whatever so they sublimation print like really yeah. easily mm-hmm. so that's great and they also just they totally look really good forgot yeah. about sublimation oh, print yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've not actually done it but it's, you, it's just mm-hmm. it's so quick so easy you print it on you print the dye onto paper yeah. and then recycle the paper and the dye will straight on the clothes the only thing about it is it only works on a fabric that's at least 50% man-made yeah. fabric okay. which is where the environmental thing so that's why I won't use that process if I'm creating something new so yeah. I'll only use that if I'm upcycling an existing garment yeah. basically right. so if it's going to end up in landfill I'll take it print on it give yeah. it a release of life yeah. that's the idea behind that so yeah, that stops a fibre that wouldn't break down mm-hmm. in yeah. the environment, like from going into landfill, yeah. basically. Yeah, I think it's important to do that because, see, if we can do it as small businesses, mm-hmm. yeah, 
like these big companies but it could be 100% do 100% okay and then it's a bit more expensive like even I'm not 100% recyclable at the minute I think my little cellophane bags they aren't but I'm going to get when I get my next bunch yeah, I'm actually in progress I'd rather just use oh, them yeah, and I'll get new ones it's not like perfection either though yeah. it's not everybody can do everything yeah, obviously as well if you get your I don't know, biodegradable bags and stuff like a little bit more costly and as a small business yeah. you might be like, oh I need to yeah. get that but it's just like if everyone makes small changes, changes then it would be better but these big companies they can afford to do it and um, choose not to and choose not to and it, yeah. it honestly makes you, like, you feel a bit ill when you see all mm-hmm. the landfill clothing mm-hmm. and just yeah. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. burnt and put into rivers and oh god I know I remember doing a module in uni about the environmental impacts of fashion and textiles and I felt depressed after yeah, it because yes. I was like oh this is an industry that I want to be involved in it's really bad. and it's so bad yeah. and I don't actually think it, w- it might have been better when you were there but I didn't think it was taught enough there yeah, wasn't yeah. enough emphasis mm-hmm. on it there was I feel like there was a lot when I was there. It was almost every class we were then. It was that's good. Was that's great. I've done my dissertation on it a little bit as well. So yeah, I can't quite remember what my dissertation was, but it was something to do with vegan fabrics and versus like non-vegan mm-hmm. materials and what is actually better. So this idea of like vegan leather not harmed an animal but it's also plastic, plastic. Yeah. and then you've got leather which okay but it's a byproduct like all and it's basically like how do you make a moral decision when yeah. it, there's an issue with everything absolutely <laughs> like, it's really hard yeah. so even like outsourcing say you've outsourced products mm-hmm. for your business and you can't make everything yourself like i try and make everything yeah. myself but there's like mm-hmm. the odd thing that yeah. i'll outsource if you're trying to be sustainable and buy it in the UK, like it always goes back to India or China anyway. Like yeah. you actually think Something, about it, yeah. you, somewhere. you could buy stuff, I don't know, from Linda or something and you're buying from a small business, but if it actually That's the thing it dates like, back. I'll source all my buttons from yeah. Linda's the shop at the bar that yeah. she's been there like forever. And I'm like, Okay, I've got my buttons and all that locally sourced. Yeah. But I don't know where Linda's yeah. getting them from. Right. But I know me as a person yeah, and I yeah, personally yeah. not yeah. cause but I think that's you, the thing. You, you, you can't yeah, you can you but repurposing yeah. and buying into like off little independent yeah. Yeah. and all that is it's a contribution. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you're doing your best. The way yeah. forward with like fashion shopping is definitely like buying stuff that isn't made to last, yeah. buying second hands and buying like small yeah batch and having well, like, as an yeah. individual like not to buy that much fast fashion do like second hand shopping like even some of my nostalgia link collection lena had like either the pink phone piece that was actually mm-hmm. a set that lena had from like y2k Lena, and um i like reworked that and like printed on it with the phones and gave it a new lease of life and mm-hmm. it was just sitting in a bag she mm-hmm. said so mm-hmm. like stuff like that it's i don't know it's just trying to see how you can give something and yeah, release, of and release of life yeah absolutely yeah. Um, I think yeah I think it's so important and it's something that I don't know if you found when you came out of, of uni that it wasn't as big a topic as mm. or as important or as pushed yeah. as it is now see I think there's there's always going to be new clothing coming into production yeah. but I think it's just a case of how it's how that's done yeah and the, the sheer amount so I don't think that issue stems from your average person that buys a few new items of cheap clothing yeah. a year, it comes from people, say like influencers that are doing giant hauls of clothing. Oh this is where these issues come from. So it's all the same. So when I say you use your £50 ASOS yeah. gift cards, that 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's not the yeah. problem. Yeah. The problem is the people that can afford to not do that. Yeah. Like, mass buying. Yeah. 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 I've noticed a few influencers, like, they'll do a paid promotion or something mm-hmm. and then they'll put it, like, on their depot. Yeah. Or they'll sell it, like, right after. Yeah. Like, I've seen them do that. I suppose that's, I think PLT are doing, like, that kind of marketplace thing or yeah. something. Or Boohoo. I can't remember. I think but I've seen that. So they're obviously trying to do something good with that. But, it's a little bit yeah. late on. I've yeah. seen ASOS are now renting. Oh, that's great. Like having like an edit. Yeah, um, that's a capsule collection. I imagine it'll be the more expensive pieces yeah. that you can that you can rent. Which that I think like renting is. Yeah. I forward. Yeah, I actually just used. Don't know if you've heard of the app by Rotation. No, actually. It's a really it's really good. Um, I had a wedding a couple of weeks ago, and I really just wanted. I'm a, a designer before, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and I really wanted like a Jacquemus bag to go with my yeah. outfit, and I found it, obviously it was like I can't afford it, mm-hmm. uh, to buy it, but on my rotation you can then rent it from like a person, it's just a regular That's person nice. that owns um, the clothing or the bags, whatever, mm-hmm. and you uh, pay, for that, for that one, it was like £11 a day or something. So I think I got it that's for good. four days. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And, and they just post it to you and then you post it back. I bet you a lot of the influencers and stuff do that. They will. They yeah. must do because yeah. I don't know how you can keep up buying yeah. like designer stuff. Because yeah. retail, the bag's like six, seven hundred quid. Yeah. So you're like, oh. Yeah, that's actually when it's things you're going to wear once. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. especially for like weddings or events and stuff, you normally, it's you buy something and, and you're like, I think I'm going to wear this. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was for my wedding. Yeah. Um, Plating. Yeah, married. Oh. <laughs> um, my friend Katie rented a dress huh. um, to, for the wedding and it was like baby pink, like red love hearts all over it. It was like mm. stunning. But again, it was like one of these things, if Katie had bought that, she yeah, probably would wear it again. Yeah. So yeah. I rent it for a few days, yeah. send it back. Yeah, like, that, that was great. As well, like with that app that Lucy said, is it all designer stuff or could, because Jenny's wanting to do her rat dress. I think it is designers, yeah. but look into it. But it's even that's cool. something that you could even add in. So well, I was going to just do it on my own website. Do you want to explain a little bit about what the Barrens market is for anybody that doesn't know? Basically, our Camden market. <laughs> <laughs> like Glasgow's Camden market. It's like an institution. It's been mm-hmm. there for years. When did it start? I don't even know. Oh, the date. I know. If anyone remembers it, it's it like worked, 17, it I'm pretty sure at one point, and then yeah. got in built. Like, so it's, it's the Battlelands, and you've got the Barrens yeah. Market, yeah, and then yeah. Ballroom. Yeah, it's the Battlelands Ballroom, and then the market's underneath, and it's, there's a few other units now. And it definitely was, like, famous, like, back in the day for what you could go yeah. and get everything. You could like get cigarettes, tobacco, individual right. socks, got you. towels, whatever. DVDs. DVD, like, burnt DVD, like, fake DVDs, everything. Muscles. Yeah, <laughs> muscles and whelks as well, which you can all get. You can buy old porn magazines, you get everything there. The <laughs> guy loves me, he comes and talks to me all the time. Um, but it's definitely, I think it was, I've been there for a year now, so it was just over a year ago I'd seen Ashley, who's the, what's Ashley's job title? Like the manager, sorry, oh, Ashley's the general manager. Lauren, sorry, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> but Ashley put a post up on Facebook, being yep. like, do any creatives want to come in here? And I'd got in contact with Ashley, and I was like, yeah, I'd like to. I'd went and seen it, and I was like, oh, maybe pop up at a table at a mm-hmm. market, and then mm-hmm. I seen this shop that I was like oh, oh it's gonna be mine so I was just like yep I'll take it yeah you went when it was quite quiet yeah I, I think Fiona from Kennedy yeah. had just moved in maybe a couple weeks yeah. before so we were kind of like the first sort of newer yeah. people there which was a wee bit daunting to be honest because yeah. you're bringing some yeah you're a younger person coming into a space where lots of people have been there for a long time yeah. some people have been their families have been there forever yeah. 
Um, so you're a wee bit scared to come in as this mm-hmm. young person and like, shake things up. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're coming in as like a weird like, golf person, like you know, weird clothing <laughs> and all that. Do you know barking last year. Yeah, that's quite daunting. Um, and like, on my first day, oh God, yeah. <laughs> on my first day, another trader um, came in my shop, came under my shutter, I hadn't even put my shutter up yet, I was mm-hmm. not open. And she was like, is this what all the fuss is about? And I was like, yes, it yeah. is, obviously. Yeah. This is <laughs> I, was just, I was going along with it. I thought she was trying to be funny. And uh, then she was looking for my stuff and she was stuff terrible quality. And I was like, all right then. And that was the first experience I've had there. Yeah. But it has been really good. So, like, you made your tea terrible quality. Yeah, I made a whole line of stuff that was terrible quality. Like, had oh, so that was it. Oh, yeah, that's great. Right. So I just made some Turning it into a positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. It's such an eclectic space. Yeah. Really. There's so great. much. You've got food stalls, you've got vintage clothing, you've got small brands, you've got mm-hmm. artists, you've got record shops. Mm-hmm. You've got, there used to be a head shop there, I don't think that's there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a sex shop across the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got the barrelands upstairs. They've just opened up that Holy Foot. Holy Foot. Yeah, that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that, that's good. Try that. But there's so much going on. There's obviously all the gigs and events. Yeah. But all it's an iconic thing. And it's still got a really good mix of all the old traders. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is really important. Because yeah, they don't want to push all the old ones. 100%. And I think that's maybe the misconception that people are getting yeah. online when they're right. seeing new people coming in. The idea isn't to ch- to change yeah. the market. Like mm-hmm. the stall next to me is called the junk stall, and it's drawn and has yeah. everything. And yeah. I'm probably we like, buy from them. I buy from them all the time. It's yeah. great. Yeah. And then you've got Linda's with the Habitat. Yeah. All the old there's loads of the old stalls yeah. still there. Like the idea isn't to change it, the, the but also that, you need bring new people in. Or yeah, like <laughs> the bit that I was in was like London Road. So I started um, like so I did all different markets all over the place, and then. I was speaking to Jenny and then I got a little casual stall, just the odd time at the Sustainable Row. It's like Sustainable Row in the middle. Yeah, it's Sustainable and, Fashion Row. Um, Happy Lane as well, mm. it's like annoying. But I started there just like the odd days and then I, I was like, I was thinking about getting a unit, but it was a big commitment because then I'm okay. getting a three weekend. Yeah. But I decided to get one of the ones at London Road. And London Road is a cool bit because it's got like, so many new like businesses and stuff but it's just because it's in another building it's just a little bit quieter mm-hmm. um but it's such a cool space it almost looks like the transport museum like with the wee shops yeah um, but i feel like people still don't know that's there mm-hmm. um, but no i was there and then obviously recently we've just moved in with jenny so it's mm-hmm. me lena and jenny and yeah. together in the way <laughs> your marketing <laughs> department yeah <laughs> <laughs> love that. if someone was interested in setting up shop in the barracks is that something that they can yeah so you, you or just go onto the Barra's website and then I think there's a little drop down tab for mm-hmm. contact about being a trader yeah. and you can contact about a casual stall or a permanent stall there's a lot happening yeah, yeah. I mean you don't need to get into to to the like, too many too mm-hmm. much detail about it but is it quite a costly thing or is it quite cost effective is it different prices for so right it okay. definitely depends on size of unit and yeah. where your unit is mm-hmm. so. I mean, I don't mind talking about the rent. Like, so my, my unit's fifty pounds a week, and that the, that that the inclusive of like electricity and all that. Yeah. That's just a fact. That's, like, that's that's really like good. A weekend market, you can obviously get in during the week, but you can't trade it from it then. So but you can use the food space food. to work in, or you can go. You shouldn't be really yeah. working in it, but okay. you can go and change your stall. Yeah. Like you've got access right. to your yeah. storage of stuff. Got you. But it's like it's not like I would be going in there and start printing stuff or yeah. whatever. I can got you. do that. Depends what you do because I think if you've got the outside one, like Kirsty from Punchbot, she probably does some painting and stuff in her. Yeah, I think. 
that's like that's not using their, their electricity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so if yeah, I was okay. to go and set up like my sublimation yeah. for that, I'd probably be too. Got you. It's not like just having a shop. It's like, not an office on the, sh- on the street. Yeah. You still have to get permission to get yeah. in. And okay, that's only on London Road. Yeah, like um, I can just walk more in my shop. Yeah, like it's a weekend market and you can go in if you have to move yeah, yeah. so you're there every Saturday and Sunday every Saturday yeah, and Sunday so that's what's been really good about uh, Scribbles and Violet Vintage we're moving into my shop mm-hmm. as we are all going to have a much better work-life balance yeah. because although so me and Lena are self-employed Sean has obviously got Shelby Scribbles and working as well. So if you were doing far too much to start with. Yeah. And then it's like... days a week. Yeah. It's just too far. And the fashion show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, we and Lena are obviously working and then working every weekend, like, with our businesses. Mm-hmm. Then that means as well, when you're every weekend, you're losing that social aspect yeah. of everyone around you that just works a nine-to-five. Yeah. So. Also, like, I felt like I was neglecting bits of the business. Like, I wasn't working on my website because I was there all the time. Yeah. I wasn't able to do my commissions because I wasn't really in a space where people just left me like I was quite yeah. open so I was like not that yeah. it's a bad time like, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. but I just felt like I could never catch up with myself yeah and I would be Monday straight back yeah. to work yeah. sort of thing. that is definitely the thing about it it's it's a commitment that you need to like understand your station on if you're yeah. going to go and, go and be a permanent yeah. like, trader as it's, you're going to be expected to be there every weekend yeah I've noticed yeah. that like the business is a mix like some people have other jobs and other people don't like they do the business so it's yeah. like they could afford to maybe take the Monday off or whatever. Yeah. And they aren't going to land another job on the yeah. Monday. But yeah. it's got like a wee variation. Yeah. I think it, yeah, it just depends where you are in your business. Yeah. You know, like what kind of thing you're doing. Or, yeah. So I'm obviously doing it full time, but I'm not exactly paying myself. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, 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 like, it's, it's, it's going to take yeah. a while. To, yeah. Yeah. It's lovely that you can, like you said, now that you've moved into mm-hmm. that space, you can alternate and yeah. make it work better yeah. for, for you all. Yeah, we've well, yeah. got this weekend off. Yeah. I've got Sunday off. Oh, it's so good. Can't what you have? You won't know what to do with yourself. That's the thing you said, like, obviously you're full-time. Like, I, I was full-time doing the business, like, just du- during the lockdown year when I did the call yeah. for you, Lucy. But it, it was weird, though, because it was, like, covid and it was people had the money to spend on commissions and people had more time. I don't know, I felt like other people had a rest whereas I was working throughout lockdown. I just kind of got a kick to be to do the business. I was doing it on the side just as a hobby to see if it would be viable. Mm-hmm. And then when I got made redundant from Trespass, I did it for the year, but I, I ended up having to get another job because I was like, I've got too much to pay for now. Mm-hmm. People, life is becoming more costly again. Yeah. So yeah. I had to have that just to fall back on. Was the redundancy because of COVID? Yes, but yeah. it was like, I was like a maternity cover role. So I mm. had only actually been there for five months and it was a redundancy, but basically they just laid people off and let me go and a few other people, they just terminated mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But it was the best thing to happen, to be honest, because I was... Like it gave me that push that I needed that I maybe wouldn't have just left. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was good. But I do miss it because being like full time self employed, like you just have a lot more freedom. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think when you're doing it full time and that's your income, you just have to make it work. Like, yeah. You just have to. Yeah, absolutely. You do have to make it work. Uh, can you explain to me a bit more what Cleek Glasgow is? Mm. Yeah. It's a new project. Yeah, so a collective, I would say myself, Shona, Lena from Violet Edge and Fiona from Kenny's Design, Mm -hmm. co-founders of what right now is a collective with the idea of creating a sustainable creative community in Scotland. End goal would be to have 
a shop yeah. premises with mm-hmm. studio spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, Love that. That we'll have, we'll have events. Mm-hmm. So that we're having an event in September and we're also currently working towards putting on a networking yeah. event as well. Brilliant. She's like the natural progression. We've all, we all bring something else that like Jenny, as you were saying, you're quite like a CEO, CEO kind of person. <laughs> you're so good. See it like, what, what Lucy was saying, like, I struggle with the kind of admin, academic mm. side. Of, I could do copywriting and stuff like that, but I feel like with you, you quite enjoy doing that and organising. I do, yeah. Because I'm more of like, like, I'm like the group photographer. Just like. It's funny because I hate yeah. doing yeah. Like, like, working. Like yeah. any time admin comes up for PB, I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. not going to do that. Who's going to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when it's quickly like, come, like, I yeah, think there's something with me but organising yeah, like, the people yeah, I quite like doing. Yeah, What's our side of you? I'm the 80s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it's so weird. much sense. I was maybe going to say Virgo because I'm Virgo too. Yeah, 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 and Virgo's. being described as bossy as a child. Oh my god, yeah. being into organising. Virgo's what I do. Virgo and Capricorn is actually similar. Yeah, yeah, clique. A creative community. But I think the thing that's lacking right now in Scotland is to have one that's actually run by designers mm-hmm. and not some kind of invisible figure yeah. that's got nothing to do True. with it. It's someone that's not, not done it. like yeah. Or someone that actually cares. Because I think there's a yeah. lot of people that do these things. Or there's a lot of performative she's a flout. 100%. Yeah. Whereas we actually cared and are passionate about Yeah, it. and I think we under, like, being inclusive. from being in, we are in this industry and we're going to events and we're working with other organisations yeah. and we know what's missing and yeah. we are seeing the issues. Yeah. And I think also to have something that, that's a bit fun and it's yeah. not too corporate looking yeah it can be a bit tongue-in-tune yeah. it can be a bit sexy it can be we just want it to be you know, in a safe space because we've seen that lacking oh yeah massively mm-hmm. massively in terms of recent events as well yeah 100 yeah. and i think as well as a group of white women we are in a, a very privileged position yeah i think it makes sense to use it to use it. that to to yeah lift up other people not just their own brands like that yeah. to meet them. so with the click event in september the bar august house got in touch with me to put on a pure barking event and i'm like we should be using this to put on a group event and actually yeah. do something with yeah. lots of other people because I just think working collectively, it's like, and the creative industry is like the way forward. It's like mm-hmm. before I'd moved into the baddest, um, and because I'm definitely working more in Glasgow now than in Paisley. I live in Paisley, and um, we have a um, an art collective called Scope, which like helped me so much. Like before I moved into the baddest, like my friend Indy started it, and I had never had like creative friends yeah, in my area right, yeah. until and it, we put on group exhibitions together we've done stuff together I think, that support. I think when you get a group of people doing the same thing you actually make things yeah. happen and I think I was going to say it must be so nice having the four of you yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so we all understand there's no judgement ever you need to have friends that also have businesses mm-hmm. and know what it's like and know that, you can't, that you're not free all the time and yeah. that you don't just work set hours and mm-hmm. understand the kind of demands yeah. of try to start your own thing yeah. Because it can be really hard to explain it to people that don't get it. Yeah, all day, all night. Don't, don't understand it. It doesn't stop. It literally doesn't stop. And not to glamorise like overworking because it's not good. So that like yeah. that's not a good bet of yeah. it. Yeah, but well, it's just the reality of it. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's hard when it's your own brand. Like, I was listening to mm-hmm. Emma Chamberlain's podcast, and it was like the pros and cons of being self-employed mm-hmm. to getting another job, and it was like you never switch off. You can say you're going to give yourself four hours to do emails, mm-hmm. and then you never. Yeah. you work till nine o'clock and mm. it's so easy to do that like even you've been off on sunday you'll still be yeah <laughs> you'll be i'll be doing something yeah and i think the idea behind this like a support network 
safe, inclusive, like yeah. actually safe, inclusive space yeah. mm-hmm. that that doesn't know, just say it. It's not yeah, or it's real. Yeah. Um, and also, it's like a there's something about that kind of nurturing support network where we can have workshops, we yeah. can have mm-hmm. classes, we can all bounce off yeah. each other. So I think the the idea going forward is to to attempt to get apprentices yeah. like mm-hmm. that's definitely. Well, me and Lena met with Business Gateway in yeah. Glasgow recently to talk about funding and premises. Really, yeah. We went to view a space that was like oh, it was the, the dream space. Yeah. It so was like, oh my god, 2,000 square feet downstairs. Yeah. So the ground, the kind of ground floor on the street level, mm-hmm. it used to be a cafe. So yeah. it basically was like an ideal retail space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it had stairs down but it also had a lift which and the massive thing two entrances as well two entrances but see the lift the accessibility yeah that's it's a huge yeah. thing we're noticing it's just like nowhere so yeah. we yeah. did that fashion show recently without naming names who would uh, that nobody if a disabled person was there i don't know what they would yeah. have done yeah like, things at markets as well 100%, i had to drop out of markets to put me up somewhere where like i've got disabled customers my dad's disabled i'm not going to go to a space that the, Matthew happy to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's a big part of it. So the space we'd seen, it had a lift, then downstairs was like over 2,000 square feet, and it was all divided up into different rooms. And it was like, oh, it was this could be our workspace. Like this, yeah, it was like, the dream, yeah. but it just came up too soon. Yeah. So, right. We're like, on the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. There's some planning on the go at the moment, um, and we're just essentially continuing how we're going. We're at the barras, we're going to put on events in different spaces, mm-hmm. we're going to get the ball Build going that and create a network. Like yeah. Just now. yeah, so we've got our little, we've got a little clique right now and we're it's that. So, it's it's so cool. I do believe everything happens for a reason. I think I met like Jenny, Lena and Fiona for a reason. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That it was for this purpose because we all got like, I don't know if anyone was into tarot readings and stuff, but we all got one and it was like we hadn't spoke to the girl about it and she was like, "There's going to be a collective for a collaborative project." Oh, and it was like an actual story. So like, yes. And we were all because like, all our readings were a little bit different, but they all yeah. had like these similar and we all like, tied in. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, "Oh, this yeah. is." I think amazing. as well with Clique as well, we're chatting about it. Like, I really want to make like a Clique like scene as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be that we can showcase like people's photography, people's writing, like a digital one. Probably, or, yeah. maybe a bit of paper, maybe yeah. an actual print one as well. We could mm-hmm. get into some cafes and things. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's so much though. Yeah. I have far too many ideas. We want to keep like, the momentum going so each month we'll change it. There's mm-hmm. new things yeah. aren't like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, events because we, we don't, don't want the money to just need fashion show after fashion show. That's another yeah. Thing. Every fashion event is a bloody fashion show, and I, we can do performances. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see when we did Scotland Fashion Week, and it was just the woman that organised it, Divine. She's incredible. Yeah, I'm she's quality with her. She also has um, a dance school, mm-hmm. and it was like it was almost like bloody like yeah. show. It was oh, like it was people, oh, we were people it. performing so while our models were walking. Yeah. Like Tony Secret, it was so. So good. It felt so good after that and empowered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, like this is this has actually changed. It's it was really good. It was really because it was like, the whole thing was planned by the like, an amazing group of like women of colour. Yeah. It was just like no, that was a really really, really good because that's as well. Like I feel like the Scottish like fashion is so white as well, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's actually not the case. When yeah. you actually start getting yeah. to meet people and there's just not enough representation mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So that's something we always want to make sure when mm-hmm. we're like using models that we pick a diverse yeah group because yeah. that's. One of those yeah. things. Yeah, I feel like our group, our like model group is so, like it's definitely a group of 
Yeah, predominantly can... like queer people. Quite close, yeah. 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 Like, probably our friends. Yeah. And all like following cliqueism. Yeah. The way I see it is that cliqueism is just like us four. It's like I'm an organisation, but it's. The whole point is it's yeah. not a clean, you know, the yeah. whole point is it's, like it's a play on words, like. um, which, yeah, we got called a clique, so that's okay. <laughs> love that. I love that. It's- is, so you've got your event in September. Mm-hmm. Have you had a, a lot of interest? Has it been? Yeah, I've had a lot of it. A that's lot great. of interest. Actually, I'm gonna have to turn some people away, which is sad, but it's a good thing. Yes. That's like a bank of people yeah, for the next time. Yes, absolutely. I, I really want it to be. The the, the idea is a, a runway show mm-hmm. with a decent group of designers and I'm going to limit how many things people can show so we yeah, can have really a really decent it. variety and hopefully not pick things that have already been shown like multiple times this year as well because yeah. it's just like who's I don't need to see that again yeah. um, and I want we're going to have a DJ set by Miss Cabbage who performs at Bonjour and like Ponyball all the yeah. time they're amazing um, so that's really exciting uh, my husband's going to come out of retirement and do a DJ set so it's funny and then we're going to have a couple of other performances as well yes a runway Steve Lowe DJ and then the room's essentially going to get turned around shopping. and we're going to have a shopping event like a bougie exclusive kind of shopping nice. event so like, I don't want it to look like a market I want yeah. it to look like a house for like Nice. Yeah. yeah, and we'll have like, Miss Cabbage DJ, and we'll ha- maybe have some what other performances. Oh my god, so Yeah, so it's so Love fun. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, and again, this is somebody that I've known on social media for like, years. Like before I went to uni, and we've never met. We mm-hmm. just follow each other on social media. So much of that. Like, I, there's loyal a lot of like people that I meet like that. And yeah. The, um, Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they got in contact with me like oh I'd like to do a DJ set and I was like yeah 100% like that like totally gets so it because actually wait and I would read the message because it was like oh my god you totally understands like exactly the assignment I wanted it to be um, so they were like amazing this sounds great blah 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 application sent me a sync club like then it was like here's a link to sync club with some mixes so this is more what I play within the club scene I do something in a lighter direction with a queer cunty campy vibe that's and I was like that's yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah. That's I was like that's exactly what I want that's amazing <laughs> so, I love that yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh it sounds like such an amazing yeah. project mm-hmm. and come and be part of it I, so. I would love to come to the yeah. event I definitely I definitely yeah. would be coming to the event yeah. uh, they are always welcome oh thank <laughs> you no I, I it sounds so good. It sounds exactly what um, Glasgow needs yeah. and just Scotland in general. Yeah. So it's so exciting. And you mentioned Business Gateway. Mm-hmm. Is Have they been helpful for you? It's really interesting. I had met with Business Gateway and Paisley and I had no help at all with your mm-hmm. marketing. It was really disappointing, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just done all of that myself. And yeah. that's really hard. And then we met a representative from Business Gateway in Glasgow when we were at a Scottish fa- Scotland fashion. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And I like gave him a business card. I was like, oh, we'd really like to chat. Like, we've got like an idea. So helpful. Yeah. Mainly, I went and met them, and it was like the best experience I've yeah. ever had. Because like, I've had so many yeah. bad, bad experiences with business support. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't expecting much, but she was great. Like, a total wealth of knowledge, knew what funding we could apply for, what we could, like, it was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally liked the like, idea. Yeah, it was really good. And so, yeah, that's, that's great. That's the best experience I've ever had. So. Yeah. So, so you would, you would recommend? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always think it's worth seeking out whatever's there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it might it might not go well, yeah. it might not be helpful for you, but if you, I mean, don't ask, don't get it. Do you know what I mean? Do, so, you, yeah. do you get all the business gateway emails? Because I've signed up, like, I've, got, I've got a business gateway advisor, but I don't really like mm-hmm. 
talk to them much, but I did do jobs in business, Glasgow, and they were quite a helpful mm-hmm. Alan. But um, he actually helped me get the Glasgow City Council funding because I wasn't entitled to any of the, what was it, the COVID scheme stuff. Mm-hmm. I wasn't entitled to any of that because I'd just started the business. Mm-hmm. But I um, actually managed to get an answer mm-hmm. from Glasgow City Council. Oh, yeah. So that was through jobs and business and kind of okay. through yeah. the business gateway. So they've been okay with that, but maybe it's just the Paisley one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. That was last one. But no offence, The other thing that actually is available, they've got it in Paisley, they've got it in Dundee right now, is Launch It, which is you can get a, studio, a discount studio space for, I think, a a year or two and it slowly goes up but like it starts out at whatever percentage and I don't think you pay 100% of the rent till year two Okay. and there's like business support available for that so they've got that in Paisley and they've got that in Dundee because that was where my first studio was which was decent Mm -hmm. and the only reason I moved out of that was there just wasn't I would needed to upscale yeah. the, the room and there Mm -hmm. wasn't a bigger room so I had to go out see the space that you've grown though it's nuts like so yeah. that short period of time, you yeah. get in that space and then... Yeah, no, I know, it's a bit... Obviously, you moved out of your other studio recently just so you could like do stuff at home so we can prepare for it. Yeah, so yeah. I moved out of my office, which... It was quite sad, I didn't really want yeah. to, but it was the, it's the right decision right now mm-hmm. while we're in between yeah. because I can be putting that rent... Yeah. rent I shut my wee shop at London Road as well and yeah. I was like, oh, it's quite sad, it's like the end of the arena, but then it's also for the bigger picture. Like, that yeah, it's and it's good because it means that we're like, you're moving towards your goals. Exactly, yeah. I love it. I love it. So we're going to move on to the next section, which is your talking shite. This is a true or false game. We're going to debunk some stereotypes and generalisations about um, fashion designers and and, and what you do. And basically, you're just going to tell me if it's shite or not. Being inclusive and sustainable makes for a bigger challenge. Shite. How is that hard? We yeah. don't think it's hard, but people go. It on seems that. to be fun. Yeah. People are like, "Thanks for using my pronouns," or "Thanks for calling me by the right name." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just a normal thing that everyone should do. Yeah, I think when you're a genuinely nice person, it's not difficult not to do. Like with the sustainability side, do you think that makes I, I, I a do, bigger challenge? I do think that can cause challenges. Mm-hmm. I, I think. It depends on how clued up you are and things and also finance is a barrier with some of that. So yeah. that's an in between. Yeah. <laughs> that's a wee bit yeah. It's a lot of a a more right. challenging. Yeah. That's a wee bit right. Everything you do is considered and I think that like people see the finished pro like product and they don't really see that everything that leads up to that. Like, mm-hmm. You have considered the packaging, you have mm-hmm. considered like your design process mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I think that's totally. Absolutely. Uh, so the fashion scene in Scotland is lacking. Yeah, <laughs> just now. <laughs> I think it isn't. It's there, but it's not known about when you're out with it. I think mm-hmm. that's the thing. Actually, so when we did the fashion show recently, um, my husband and Shona's boyfriend sat next to each other, and Stephen said that Gav was like, "How do people even find out about 
this and decided <laughs> to come to these things. And then Stephen was like, it was really interesting to hear that. It was really interesting to hear their like side of it from those like, guys that are out with it and dragged it because of us. And mm-hmm. Stephen was like, oh, it's a subculture, it's a subculture. It's like going to raves. Like, if you're into that, yeah, you, know, you know where the rave is. Yeah. So, and I was like, that's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it also just like snowballs on because you yeah. get one event and then you get yeah. the other one, like, or you do the other one. And it yeah. snowballs I on. think people in the scene know about it, but that's not good for us in terms of custom. We need the customers to know about it. We'll just do designers. Yeah. Obviously, it's a fashion show with everyone in the house, yeah. just designers and the designers' yeah. family. Yeah. Yeah. Got so, it. yeah, yeah. I think as well, I think not every opportunity is a good opportunity. With mm-hmm. stuff. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of events exist that I just don't think need yeah. to exist. I'm a total yes woman as well, and then I'm like, actually, like, I have the fear of missing out, and I'm like, I've got to do everything. Yeah. You turned down a show recently because you were like, no, I'm burnt out. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's, I think, getting to that stage, like, when you first start a business, you're like, yeah. I think you've got to be like, no, this isn't actually going to benefit the business. Yeah. yeah. Well, the way I see it as well is you think how fashion brands work, how many collections you do a year, so you've got like your spring, summer, you've got your autumn, winter. Yeah. Like, why do I need to? do six fashion shows showing the same thing like it's been seen like I don't, yeah. I don't I used to do it but I think like see for my brand I don't actually think I'm going to do um, like obviously I do not just clothing but mm-hmm. I'm not going to do like an autumn winter and a spring summer mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to release pieces like when I would like I'm still doing nostalgia learn mm-hmm. pieces now even mm-hmm. though that collection's kind of passed like, yeah. I think for mine I just release products and yeah. I don't think there's a set thing that I need mm-hmm. to do I might do a wee image collection yeah. or like a collab like me and Jenny yeah, have been talking yeah. about doing one yeah. but I don't think I will stick to I don't know if that's a full pad but no. I don't think I will stick to like autumn winter or show basically no. no I think that's great I think that as well that challenges this idea of like you going to buy new clothes constantly yeah, well. yeah. seasons uh, don't even really exist anymore in, in well, well, essentially yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but um, in fast fashion it's like if oh, two trends yeah. in a year kind uh-huh. of situation Which is it's, yeah it's crazy so I think there's so much to be said about either making something or wearing something that you can then apply to yeah. lots mm-hmm. of different outfits I'll wear this in Jenny all year probably yeah. I'll just lay it up in yeah, summer winter yeah it's harder for designers and artists to make a living from their passion and you have to have other jobs to support yourself you might have a different opinion on this. It's, it's hard. It depends on your background. I, I genuinely sure. think it's true. I, yeah. I think it depends on your background, like your family and money situation, yeah. and also like your circumstances. If you pay rent, if you live at yeah. home, if yeah. you've got a mortgage, because one of the things that's ingrained into me is I need to get a mortgage, and I'll, like, because I went just now, and I'm like, I'll get a wee mortgage, and then I'll be able to maybe go full-time. Like, the, the goal for me is to be full-time self-employed, but yeah. I need to just... I just feel like I always end up going back to doing two jobs. Like I always, I have a little bit of full time, and then I go back and get another job. But it's probably just the whole societal pressure of having a nine to five and working that as well. Mm-hmm. But I just know I wouldn't be able to like live the life that I live if I just did the business. You've though. got to have that security, yeah. and that safety net. Like, I think if I got my website, did more. There's things that I've not that I'm like I want to get on fair wholesale. I've got my account, but I've not made the time to do that just now so if I'm not at the barras I can do that mm-hmm. and then also getting my website up and running because I mm-hmm. can get more sales that way um, but there's wee things that I'm not doing just now that I think if I did do that then I could be full time mm-hmm. but it's also a cost of living crisis as well and I'm like I think yeah. jobs maybe have I don't know two or three days a week where I do work another job Mm-hmm. Just out of interest, I didn't ask this earlier, because I know you do customisable clothing yeah. and then you have your products. Yeah. What do you feel sells more? 
probably like my prints are really popular, mm-hmm. but but they're obviously like the lower price point. Um, commissions they're always like a big seller for me, but I think because my other job I've had to not take on as much as I would when I was um, full time. Um, so I try and limit it to four or five a month. Mm-hmm. But um, my commissions are also like tattoo designs, jacket pieces, yeah. and then obviously I do the actual DTF jackets and stuff mm-hmm. as well. So I do offer like a lot, like some things that can't be like me and Jenny were talking. I was like, I think I need to define my prints yes. because I offer. I don't want to not have like pink Mr. Blobby print because that's what someone wants. But Jenny's like, oh no, you could just refine it, and then if someone wants that, you add a bit more on, and that's a custom mm-hmm. print or got your. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I think sometimes I have too much variation and too much choice, yeah. making life a little bit easier for yeah. yourself. It's like even <laughs> walking on the POS yeah, and stuff. Well, like that's what we were talking about. Was like it's about making it easier for you because the yeah. customer can yeah. still get that yeah. what they want of yeah. you, but you don't need to worry about having a having Mister Blobby on a yellow background, a black background, yeah. background. Yeah. you don't need to do all that. Yeah. You can offer it, but you just have it there like and got colours in the shop. Yeah, what you yeah. think or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna like work on doing that, but. The fact that I'm not having to be in the bathers every weekend will enable me to do that, and you can help me as well. Yeah. And that's how we mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Yeah. We've just went off on a tangent. I wanted to. That was me. I I realized I hadn't really touched upon um, the kind of more illustrative work that you yeah. do. That's not super clothing. Um, yeah. And um, that's just started. Like I, I started yeah. in greeting cards. Like. That's like my advice to people is just to start because see when I look back at my business mm-hmm. before it was an actual business 2019 mm-hmm. I look at the things I was drawing and my detail isn't as much and mm-hmm. I've added cards and sold them for five pounds like yeah. old birthday cards with cats on them mm-hmm. like people's cats and I'd charge a fiver I'm like that's not even an hour's wage mm-hmm. but at the time I did it and then obviously it's yeah. going in like when you actually mm-hmm. think about it you're like wow I've, like you've came a long way sort yeah. of thing. 100% but like, yeah that's that's interesting, that's nice. actually. Pricing has that been something that you've had to get grips of? It? Yeah. I find it really difficult. Like I, I have started charging a bit better for my commissions, but I sometimes do have to check with Jenny. I'm like, do you think that? Like she'll always say, well, she'll say more than what I would put it at. Yeah. And it's just because maybe I've stared at it for so long. Yeah. You're quite good that way. It being like, and people pay it. Mm-hmm. You know the value of your work. Where yeah. sometimes I'm like, Jenny is that, and you're like, no, that should be a hundred or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good that you it's, can, like... It's a learning I think that's, again, about this mm-hmm. collaborative working that's, you know, bouncing ideas off each other. Really check yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to have to move on a little bit. We've got 20 minutes left <laughs> till, we need to, till we need to leave the space. Okay. So, I know. <laughs> so, we're just going to do uh, the final part, which is story time, mm-hmm. which is when the guests pick a topic of their choice... <laughs> Which we've had many discussions about what this could be, and it can be about work, or it can be about something that you're passionate about, or hobbies, or whatever it is, a topic. What would you like to talk about? Did you have an emo phase when you were at high school? I didn't really. You didn't. Everyone really thought, thought that I would have had I, I, I feel like really you did. did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was just kind of like normal. <laughs> I was just kind of like not my most. You were just a basic bitch. I think I, no, I think I was just like I know because everyone thought I would have hung about like the cat unders and all that. But I, I, did, I would expect that. I just kind of well, everyone's so shocked. I've never been to this. I'm like, what? We're going. Yeah, I know, but you've not left till you fell down the no, stairs. That's what everyone tells me. <laughs> so you must have had an emo face. Oh my god, I had a yeah. massive emo face. I think I'm still in it as well. Yeah, I think. Massively, proper not leaving the house, yeah. not speaking to anyone anymore. Like, and then 
Like MySpace, I have more name names than people. Are you Tumblr? Yeah, I'm Tumblr. Yeah, I love Tumblr. Tumblr famous. I love Tumblr. I love Tumblr. Yeah, no, I was right into Tumblr. Yeah, And then. I, so during high school it was a bit like that and then I definitely when I went into college I came out my email phase because I was mm. like oh no like this isn't cool anymore like I need to follow something else. else and then I met my partner Steve and it started going like race and that's so I was like right this is my thing for a while <laughs> um, and then as I've got older I've just like, settled back into it and I'm like oh no I'm like, like your true fan. Yeah, like, but I can't help it like. <laughs> I think the most quirky emo thing I did was sew buttons on a bag and then accessories brought them out. This is probably like my, my, my thing and I guess I'm saying to you and I was like I'm gonna, gonna customise this bag with some buttons. No, what I went into school one time and I'd drawn MCR on my arm with like a, a black marker and then like done. <laughs> Expose yourself. Then, you never wore a fake tan it? No. I was like, no, I, mean, I had like, to tie my hair like yeah. so, on. Oh, see, like, I was like, you would have seen pictures, I was like fake. Oh, really scary. Yeah, really like, not like not in a band, just like. You would have bullied me. No. no, no. <laughs> well, I, 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 I was like, like friends with everyone mm-hmm. sort of person. Yeah, that's what a bully would say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd never bully you. No. Oh, no. Did you have uh, seen kids? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember seen Kiki yeah. Carnival, remember? Oh, yeah, with me and my friend Becky had like seen kid names. Oh, okay. Like, so, like, what was it? In our. Wait, oh my god. <laughs> um, I so, love it. No, so, so, my middle name was Louise, and my dad would call me Jenny Lou, so all my friends started calling me that. So, like, nice. And my, like, on Messenger, me and Becky's, like, names to each other are still team names. It's all like, capitals, non capitals, a zero, and she's, like, Vicky Cat with, like, two X's at it. And I was like, that's so embarrassing. So, draw whiskers on each other. Did you, did you use them? Was that? No, I didn't think that was before your tell your that was before See, I, I forget. Our baby. I forget. We were on Messenger by this point. We were on Facebook Blackberry? Messenger. Blackberry? I did have a Blackberry. Yeah. Facebook came out in. No, maybe not Facebook. Instagram came out in 2009. Yeah. Like the year that I left school. I think I started using Instagram in 2012 or something. Oh, Valencia uh, I actually have to admit, which I think is more embarrassing than emo phase, I was a, I had a chab phase as well. Yeah, I think we all, like, yeah. I, I can't believe it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I don't know what was going on. That's funny. I lived up north for uh, first year to third year of school and everyone was chavs mm-hmm. and I was a chav and it was just a thing and, and I remember it was like Christmas and my mum was so upset because I was asking for sovies oh, and no. white tracksuits and all oh, but no. I'm like a shite bag I would never bully anybody yeah, or anything like that but I just wanted to fit in <laughs> I just didn't want to stand out See, I kind of love like the chav running subculture oh I fucking love it it was like a pink head velour headband and then an adidas white tracksuit Mackenzie trainers I don't think there's any photos back in these days I didn't know how to do makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I had like, blue eyeliner, like, frost matte eyes. It was a disaster. And then it moved back to Edinburgh and then became golf. Yeah. yeah. See, I was just like. We all go back to I was kind of like. Yeah, I used to go with firewater all the time. Like, I was more like indie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The killers in that. ABC, firewater. <laughs> yeah, probably. We met a baddest. I used to just go every Friday and then go ABC Saturday. <laughs> There, there was a guy in our school who was, oh, I hate him. Uh, he was such a bully. And he uh, would die, he was ginger, but he dyes hair black. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fine. Yeah. But then he would go around calling me and my pals goffs constantly and be like, these are goffs. And we're like, why? And he's like, he's dye your hair. But I was like, 
<laughs> Sorry, are you a golf fan? He probably just fancied you. It's like being mean oh, to you because he fancies you. Classic. Who knows? It was, it was a disaster. It was such a thing in our school where if you didn't fit into a certain bubble mm-hmm. of what they thought was cool, then you were just like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. School can be so mean. So yeah, so very mean. Like girls especially. Mm-hmm. I was never really bullied, I don't think, but I just... You don't think? Like, that's what some of them didn't think. Yeah. Would say. <laughs> I was, I was you would know. Uh, like, like, I think there's people that tried to in primary, but then I was just like, no. <laughs> like, they're just... Oh, God. I had my group of friends up north, uh, friends, um, find my diary in my flat and read it, oh, and then tell everybody <gasps> what no. I That's traumatising, that's really bad. Yeah, they, like, uh, they told the boy that I fancied, that I fancied him. And, what and, age were you? Uh, 12, 13, that's 13. So and then, like, oh, they wrote, I know, and they wrote, in my, they wrote in my diary, stop talking shit about people. <laughs> I was like, it's in my fucking diary. Like, it's nice. someone, like, a little bit different. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, like, when I first moved there, like, I was proper hated because I was from Edinburgh, because yeah. I was from a city. They, there was, like, an I Hate Lucy club. <laughs> it was horrendous. <laughs> but, uh, but then I got to move back, thank God. It's so mean. Yeah, yeah. I, people I are really mean. Like that. Like, um, that's enough. That's plenty. <laughs> that's, yeah, nice. that is plenty. Be excellent teacher. I know. But I like, uh, did you have school uniform? Yes. Mine's yeah. actually okay. I used to wear my tanning. Yeah. I used to like cuss, oh my god, no. I used to, that's it was nice. just like black skirt, whatever, like, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I used to like, because this was like soft grunge tumbler, like, kind yeah, yeah. So I'd get like a giant, like, oversized, like, pair of grandma, like, Jumper that I'd get in a charity shop and put like little studs on shoulders at the time. Like, the long yeah. yeah. No, I still get a denim jacket that I studded, customised. I actually remember really talking about bullying. Yeah. Imagine my emo face, I did like really heavy, like red eyeshadow. Uh-huh. And I remember like sitting in my art class and these girls would turn around and they'd be like, Why have you got red eyeshadow on? And I was so embarrassed. I was like, I don't, it's my eczema. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I hate that. Why is it trying to be so mean? I know. Yeah, I hate that any form of expressing yourself in any shape or form was just like you got shut down for it and I think that's like when you were talking about um being like the the type of child you were and then going into high school things changing that is so true that's Mm. exactly what happened to me as well it's like you you push down any kind of individuality you have because so self-conscious yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. like we would I know a guy that got battered in my school for wearing the wrong uh brand of jogger like it was like Mm-hmm. It was pretty intense, so you you wanted to keep in line basically. Yeah. Um, so sure. and then you leave school and you're like, wow. Like yeah, well, actually, yeah. I feel like I lost myself like, yeah. at that point in my life, and then even a little bit at uni, and then I think coming out of that, and <laughs> so to bring the battles up again, it's coming to battles and be surrounded mm-hmm. by lots of different creative people, yeah, lots yeah. of different neurodivergent people. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. all just under. Yeah, yeah, came into your own love that mm-hmm. love that we're just going to end the podcast with kind of final thoughts any advice you'd like to give for anybody that would like to start their own business or in Scotland anything at all just go for it <laughs> if, you, if you don't do it someone else will yeah. so just go for it and it doesn't need to be perfect like you can just start an, an account like do your socials do mm-hmm. the drawing post it on your personal page mm-hmm. I think that's what I did initially yeah. actually I drew my friend's dog's for cake. I think she was like, you draw this for my dad's birthday. Mm-hmm. And I did two huskies and then that's when she'll be said we'll start. Mm-hmm. But um, my quote for that is just, shy kids don't get sweeties. I'm like, put yourself out there, face mm-hmm. the opportunities because mm-hmm. 
you won't get the benefits if you don't do it. No one actually cares. Everyone's just focusing on their own stuff. So. Yeah, the worst that can happen is you get, you get yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, that's nice. I think that's like what we'd spoke recently about clique. We were like, listen, a really big projects that we were taking on, but we're like, if we don't do it, people do this. People we can it. be the people mm-hmm. that do it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it very much is about yeah. forcing yourself and taking definitely taking risks. Like, I feel like that's yeah. everything I've done at Crewbar. Yes. Like, taking my studio, taking on my shop, every decision I've made. My dad would tell me not to do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> be like, I think when you get that gut feeling, because I like was thinking about getting the barber shop, and it's mm-hmm. probably the best thing I did at that time. Yeah. And it was like, I think I was on the phone with my sister, and like, obviously she wants to support, but she's such a realist and stuff, and she was like, oh, I think it's too much of a commitment, and then I did it anyway, and it was honestly the best thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just always like, trust your gut. Yeah, I think you can think yourself out of everything. So yeah, sometimes it's just actually you be impulsive. Turn off your brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thank both you. of you, for sharing your stories and your experiences. I think it'll be helpful for people to listen to. Hopefully, there's people Ooh. listening. <laughs> That's the aim. <laughs> but uh, but no, I think uh, your stories are really inspiring, and I love everything that you both do. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. And uh, that's us. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Don't Panic podcast. If you enjoyed it, please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Also be sure to check out the description for quick links to connect with our amazing guests, show them some love, give them a follow and explore their work. Once again, thank you so much, your support means the world and until next week, don't panic, we'll see you again.